Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people, knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 19th of Nisan 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. I report to you from France where I am spending the holiday of Passover. I'm getting a podcast up today. We'll likely upload again at the end of the week on Thursday and am off for the high holy days at the end of Passover. So don't expect a podcast Tuesday or Wednesday. Now, let's get to the news. Today, Monday, April 10th, 48-year-old Lucy D. passes away after struggling to hold on to life in Hadassah Hospital after she and her two daughters were shot on the road while inside their family vehicle. Her two daughters, 20-year-old Maya and 15-year-old Rena, died immediately Friday afternoon. Their funeral was held Sunday, so just yesterday. Today, the country is saddened to see their mother did not make it through after she had been taken to the hospital via helicopter and put into the trauma unit where doctors worked on her all weekend. Emergency services came to the roadside scene Friday after being called for a car collision. They found the vehicle riddled with 20-plus bullet holes. The girl's father, Rabbi Leo D., originally from London, gave the eulogy in Kfar Etzion and commented on their community service efforts and commitment to the country. He himself was just meters up the road traveling in a separate car when his family was attacked. He turned back after the attack occurred. His wife was fighting for her life all weekend and he had publicly hoped that she would pull through. An investigation and surveillance video show terrorists pulling up in a vehicle, shooting at the car, which then moved into the highway's shoulder. The terrorist pulled the trigger again, killing the girls and ultimately the mother, and then made a U-turn getaway. The IDF is looking for the perpetrators and Palestinian security forces allegedly found the vehicle that the attack was carried out from in the West Bank. Today, so that's Monday, some of Israel's most senior cabinet ministers like Finance Minister Bezalel Smotrich and National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir joined 10,000 plus people in a march to Eviatar in the West Bank. The march had between 10,000 and 17,000 settler activists and members of right-wing organizations who walked to the illegal outpost of Eviatar Monday afternoon. Organizers of the march say it's meant to strengthen the settlement movement and pressure the government into allowing people to once again move into the illegal outpost. Along the way, people commented to Ben Gvir that he has not made good on his campaign promises to make the West Bank a safe place for Jews to live. They say they are scared to ride in their cars. 
Ben-Gvir made a video from the march and said, quote, We will not surrender to terrorism, not in Eviatar, not in Tel Aviv. If you surrender to terror, you'll surrender everywhere, but we are here in order to say the Jewish people are strong, end quote. Smotrich gave a speech at the march and told the people that his government would legalize the outpost in the near future. So far, the government has legalized nine outposts that already exist in the West Bank, but were not legal. Smotrich is also in charge of civilian affairs and said his office is in the midst of working to legalize more than 70 outposts in the near future. The West Bank is a contested land where Palestinians believe they are going to build their future state. A Palestinian teenager was killed in the West Bank city of Jericho early this morning, so that's Monday morning. It happened during a raid by the Israeli military who were looking for a suspected terrorist. During the raid, others began violently rioting at several points, according to the army. Troops opened fire after getting explosive devices and Molotov cocktails thrown at them. The Palestinian Health Ministry announced the teen's death and named him as 15-year-old Mohammed Fayez Bilhan. Tuesday, April 4th, Muslims praying in the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount compound clashed with Israeli police officers. Israelis say and have video evidence that some Muslims had hidden rocks around the compound, which they used to throw at Israeli officers when the time was right. Many barricaded themselves inside the mosque and attacked officers with fireworks when they entered. Many worshippers tried to stay overnight in the mosque, which is not permitted, except for within the last 10 days of Ramadan, which has still not arrived yet. Israeli forces tried to enforce the rule and arrested 350 rowdy worshippers. April 5th, a barrage of rockets were fired toward Israel from Lebanon and Gaza. It's unusual that rockets came from Lebanon, which is typically a Hezbollah stronghold and less so for Hamas. Ismail Haniyeh, the leader of Hamas, was in Lebanon at the time of the offensive. It was the first day of Passover. Palestinian supporting outlets reported that the rockets were a direct response to the Israeli police response at the Al-Aqsa compound and that that is why Israel came under such fire. 34 rockets were fired toward Israel from southern Lebanon. That was Thursday afternoon. 25 of them were intercepted by the Iron Dome over Israel. Three people were injured and several buildings were damaged during this time. Saturday night, April 8th, going into Sunday morning, April 9th, six rockets were fired toward Israel from Syria. Three landed in Israeli territory. No one was hurt. In a recent Al Jazeera interview with Jerusalem's deputy mayor, Flor Hassan Nahum, the interviewer asked her if she agreed that what was causing the tensions were Israelis enforcing laws and policies which are illegal. That was the question. She responded by saying absolutely not and continued to explain how every year hundreds of thousands come to the Al-Aqsa Mosque to pray peacefully and that a few hundred curate and produce incidents in order to create an excuse to start conflict. That is what she said. 
Now, Israeli police are accused of smashing doors and windows to get into the mosque and of using stun grenades and rubber bullets as methods to disperse people. One unnamed Israeli officer told journalists that the police had been asked to show restraint, but that they admit there wasn't much restraint shown and, quote, it was too much. Alessandro Parini, an Italian tourist from Rome, was killed Friday night while taking a walk on the south end of Tel Aviv's promenade in what is called Charles Clore Park. He had come to Israel for the holy Christian holiday of Easter and was killed just hours after his arrival and hours after the two young sisters were shot dead in the West Bank, a shooting which ultimately took the life of their mother, too, who succumbed to her injuries this morning. Israeli authorities say an Arab-Israeli man conducted the terror attack, which killed Perini, when taking his vehicle onto Kaufman Street and leaving people hurt on the sidewalk for several hundred meters all the way to the park, which overlooks the sea. Police state he quickly maneuvered between the concrete blocks on the sidewalk in order to purposefully get to the bicycle path and hit as many people as possible. That's what police say. They report the man drove wildly and hit a group of people and then accelerated and hit another group of people after that. Police say the 46-year-old father of six drove directly from his home outside of Tel Aviv in Kfar Qasim to the beach promenade at a high speed the entire way. Yusuf Abu Jaber was shot dead by a nearby policeman who had two others join him on the scene. The attacker's family, Yusuf's family, say this does not make any sense or fit his character. They insist it must have been some sort of accident. They also accused the police of an unnecessary killing. Quote, they could have subdued him without killing him. Logic says that three armed men could have stopped him alive, end quote. That's what his brother, Omar Abu Jabr, said. Omar told Haaretz newspaper that police on the scene acted as judge, jury, and executioner and is calling on police to release body cam video. Abu Jabr worked as a janitor in a middle school in the Jewish-Israeli city of Kiryat Ono until about a year ago. Students and teachers recognized his photo from media reports and say they remember dancing and laughing with him during the school day. Aside from Perini, seven other British and Italian tourists were wounded in Friday night's car ramming attack. Thank you to all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. I want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast by making monthly contributions. I would not be able to financially or emotionally continue in this journey without your support. So thank you for the messages and thank you for the monthly contributions. If you would like to make a contribution yourself, check out the link in the show notes, which you can click on and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check that out at Ang 
anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. Next week, I will be in Poland covering the March of the Living with an international delegation of journalists. Keep an eye on my social media for pictures and video clips of my experience. For those of you that don't know, March of the Living is an annual commemoration of the Holocaust in which people go on a march symbolic of one that Jews took during the Holocaust. I'll be covering that, so keep an eye out. Following mass protests and national chaos due to Prime Minister Netanyahu announcing he would fire his defense minister, Yoav Gallant, reports are out that Netanyahu has decided to delay that decision. The media cites ongoing security tensions as the reason for the hold. Netanyahu announced Gallant's firing just one day after Gallant told the public that he disagreed with the judicial overhaul that was underway in Israel's legal system. The processes for the reforms to go through have been pushed off until April 30th after there was mass protesting throughout the nation. Officials have been meeting in order to work on a modification of the overhaul that could suit both supporters and critics of the reform. One of those meetings took place today at the president's residence with a room full of experts, though there were no politicians at this meeting. The reports from the meeting show that both sides of the negotiating teams created a positive attitude and worked to reach a long-term agreement and not just a temporary solution. The major tenets of the overhaul include a veto clause for the government to be able to overturn Supreme Court rulings, which critics say is undemocratic, as well as a clause that would allow the government to have more representation and, in fact, a majority in terms of getting to decide who becomes a judge. So there's a panel that reviews those decisions, and the government is pushing to have a majority of their voice on that panel. To finish off with some positive news, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Sunday decided to extend the humanitarian assistance for Ukrainian refugees, including extending visas and providing medical and social welfare assistance for those refugees. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 16 degrees Celsius and a high of 29 degrees. That's 61 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 85 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add in a few personal anecdotes so you can get the inside scoop on what's going on in my personal life. And I always mention professional highlights for the Israel Daily News podcast. If you did not receive this week's newsletter and you would like to, I put in a colorful highlight about my experience in the French Riviera on vacation, which my 
might be fun for you. I'm in France for Passover, so please do expect the podcast to have a couple of interruptions as I celebrate the holiday and take a break. We'll be back likely at the end of the week with another podcast, and then the following week I will be in Poland, so expect to be with us on Twitter and Instagram in the meantime. I'll send you off with a song for the Israel Daily News podcast. It was just submitted by Daniela Rabani, and it is called Bay Mir. The song was written by lyricist Jacob Jacobs and composer Shalom Segunda in 1932 and has remained the most popular Yiddish theater tune to date. In this version, Rabani sings it in English as well. The track has original vocals, piano, drums, cello, violin, and clarinet. Enjoy it. Rabani says it's a little taste of the Lower East Side from back in the day. Some New York City vibes, Yiddish vibes. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Chag Sameach and Happy Easter and Ramadan Mubarak to all of those who are celebrating. Wie ein Tutter, wenn ich aus Eugen wie bei Jakutter, wenn der hängt zu Bislach, aus Hilton und Fislach, sag ich das Arzt mach nicht. Und wenn du hast einen arischen Schmeichel, und wenn du hast Weihe so so Sechel, wenn du bist wild wie ein Indianer, bist da viel ich an der Zianer, sag ich das Arzt mach nicht. All the boys I've known. I've known some Until I first met you I was lonesome And then you came inside Your heart grew light This old world You looked near to me Yeah, Israel I have to admit you Deserve expressions That suit and fit you And so I racked my brain Trying to explain All that you do to me By me This is shame Please let me explain By me This is shame Means that you're grand Say Bella, Bella, even say the far each language only helps me tell you how grand you are. Oh, I try to explain about New York Shane. So kiss me and say you'll understand. Oh, I could say Bella, Bella, even say far each language only helps me tell you. Shane.